Oh, by the way, I'm kinky. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Outlandish, the podcast where we explore the funny side of sex and relationships, the good stuff and the bad. I'm Lisa Nash. And I'm Melanie Cameron. Each episode, we look at the hot topics everyone's talking about in the media. Expect lots of laughs, a whole load of real talk mixed in with some super special guests. And joining us today, we've got the lovely Gigi Engel, a sex educator and writer who's featured in the likes of Cosmopolitan and Men's Health. We'll be talking to her about confidence in the bedroom. Ooh, ooh. And we'll be getting tips on how people in long-term relationships can spice up their sex lives. Spice it up, spice it up. Mm. So pour yourself a glass of wine and get ready for a new take on love and lust that will have you laughing, cringing, and maybe even blushing a little bit. Oh, I can't wait to meet her today. Oh, let's talk about spice up your life. I know, she's got loads of tips for us and for you guys that are listening. I don't so, know why you looked at me when you said <laughs> like loads of tips for us. What do you know that us? I don't? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't but know. We're, we're all, still going to find, find first out. First of all, first of all, Lisa. Yeah, we can actually. Oh, let's get the mic. We can actually cheers. cheers. This is my first glass of wine. She's back. She's I'm back. back. Dry slurring. <laughs> Thank goodness. More laughs. So. Welcome back to the dark side, Lisa. Yeah, thank you. We've got dark, we've got red red wine today as well. So tell me, how's it been since you've come off of dry Jan reset? <sighs> it doesn't feel any different, really. No, um, no. I mean, I've as I've said before, I quite enjoyed having the month off. Yeah, I didn't. And, and, I didn't enjoy you having yeah. a month off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm ready to have a little drink again. But I am going to try and continue to be a little bit good. Because I don't want to just, you know, have that month off and then go straight back into it. But the odd little glass of wine here and there. Ask me next month. See can you, how it can all goes you see my face? Down. Yeah. Can you can you it's read what I am saying to you? Because all I can hear is blah 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 blah. blah. It feels really weird to actually like talking this way because we've actually swapped seats today. One because I've got like a paisley co-ord on and I'm clashing You're with clashing. a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I'm sitting over here today. Yeah, but you know what? That's like you know the Ant and Deck. Not that I'm by any means comparing us to Ant and Deck. Well, you know, PJ, they have their particular PJ and Duncan, maybe yeah. not quite Ant and Dick. They have the side, don't they? Yeah. So everyone knows who they are. Yeah. But do you think people might get us confused now that we've swapped seats? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> we look different. We sound quite similar. We do sound similar. Yeah. In fact, sometimes when I hear the audio back, I'm like, is that me or Lisa? I know. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, it's the laughs that's different. Mine's more... Raspy. Raspy, Yours yeah. is filthier. Yeah, and I've still got this... Oh, this annoying cough that I think everybody's got. What's it called? The 100-day cough. Yeah, well, we were just saying this before we came. I feel absolutely fine, but it's just there every well, now and again. do you feel fine or do you feel as knackered as the rest of the country? Oh, okay. Well, that kind of side. I mean, I don't feel ill, but I feel absolutely shattered. I think everyone does. We were just talking to the engineer. Feels exactly. Do you feel same. knackered as well? Yeah. Exhausted. Exhausted. And what? he actually said it's like January is just dry, um, draining. It's just oh, going on and yeah. on. Everybody I speak to, and I don't know if you guys at home are feeling the same, is absolutely knackered. Like, we're supposed to start the new year fresh, energised. I've never been so tired. I know. To the point where I rang my GP the other day and I was like, there is something wrong with me. And she was like, well, you know. It could be a number of there's things. There's a number of reasons why you might be tired. I was like, no, there's something wrong with me. Um, so now I'm like, 
Well, the, it, po- the popular thing to take, obviously, is the iron, isn't it? And well, the that's zinc what and, they said. It could yeah. be a deficiency. Well, because you know when you're over 40... Um, I mean, no, just I don't know. This. Yeah. <laughs> you get like a... Um, uh, you know, a complimentary health check on, on the <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! On the oh, NHS. I got that. I, we, I, we, we've got to love the NHS. I, I put, I, just before you go on, I put that in what I call my straw. And my shush straw is, you know, when you look at a bill and you go, oh no, no, no. And I put it in the drawer and I shut it in and I go, shh. That's like where that. the uh, over 40s health check went. Yeah. Was well, it's complimentary. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't laugh because my chest. Um, but I always go and get it done because it che- checks all your blood and all your, you know, the liver. Thank God everything's all good. I don't want but, him to check my liver. <laughs> but last year, and I was feeling a lot tired, more tired than I am now, I was um, lacking in a bit of folic acid. And obviously they gave me some and I felt absolutely fine. So that could be a deficiency, I think. So wait. So the iron, folic acid, anything like that, especially in women. Do, with this health check... I didn't realise that they did all of that, like, you know, the bloods and all of that. They stuff. do everything. Listen, I'm a hypochondriac, so I'm like, <laughs> I know. there's this wrong with me. So I think it's just, I say complimentary, you're only supposed to get like about four. Lisa's meant to be coming on holiday with me this year. I'm like, oh, God, what's she going to have in the bag? <laughs> like a full medical oh, kit. Do you know what? Again, going back to my makeup days, <laughs> used to buy these little bottles that you could actually put some products in. So I've got loads, Mel, I can share with you before we go. All right. Well, so we don't double up on things. <laughs> Will you bring a full first aid kit with you? Um, no, I don't plan on hurting myself <laughs> or anyone getting injured. Even oh, though you're that, a massive liability. I you're know, I was bound say, to hurt yourself. That's five girls. Is there five of us? No, there's seven. Oh, there's seven. And, and then when you join, that will make eight. Oh, okay. By the way, they well, don't mate, know mate. that you're coming yet. They do now. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Hi, girls. <laughs> No, I've been um, yeah trying to work out the dates, but yes, I'm coming. Yeah, so we're we're planning. Um, we're planning maybe I will bring a first aid kit. <laughs> it's important you do. I'm, I'm hoping the villa might have one. So we're planning a girly trip to um, Ibiza this summer, um, and there's eight girls in their forties, fifties, late thirties, late thirties, forties, and fifties. Um, so yeah, it's a nice mixture. It's a nice mixture. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely going to be some injuries. I've seen some horrific villa injuries over the years, but that's for a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> that, that actually just, I just went quiet then because that actually just gives me the horrors. What, villa injuries? Just, just any kind of injury. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a knee, my, having my meniscus redone, pending. I, so. I want you to say that after the end of that glass yeah, of wine. My, meniscus. Meniscus. My meniscus tear. What about the end of it? The beginning of it? <laughs> right, let's move on. Hope everybody out there is not feeling as tired as us. Yeah, and if you um, are, then maybe go and get your iron levels checked. Yeah, or your folic acid. Oh God, I um, just toned into my mother. I know. When did that happen? We used to be cool. A few less. years ago, a few years ago. All right, let's um, try and turn this around and to make it something a little bit less mumsy. Yeah. Um. So there was an article in the Daily Star this week, and it... <laughs> It talked about the amount of sexual injuries people have. Talking about injuries. Talking about injuries. These are caused by, in the moment... um, Well, we've all had some of those, haven't we? You speak for yourself. I was just going to say. They reckon one... (laughs) We like TMI. Keep it going. Um, So, according to this survey... Um, one in three Brits had a sex injury last year. Now, that's quite a lot. That's low. That's quite a lot. Now, there was a poll of... Is this t- on holiday or is this just generally? No, this is just generally. generally yeah. Um, 
Well, I think everybody's had some kind of injury. Well, they reckon that a poll of 2,000 Brits, a whacking 37% confessed to having an injury that they got during sex. So that, if you look at that in terms of the population, that's around 19 million people that have come a cropper when they're having a little bonk. Oh, my gosh. Well, the one that springs to mind, I think, is probably the most common, isn't it? The old you know, carpet burn. Yeah, the carpet burn, especially like doggy style, I think, isn't it? Okay, get a bit too much information back. No, but it's apparently bit... that is one or of... Or back burns. Well, or if, you, if you're butter churning, like oh, yeah. you mentioned <laughs> last week. Well, your bum you actually might... doesn't get on the floor, yeah, does you, you might get some back yeah. burns doing the butter spine, churn. Spine burns. The back burn pu- butter churn. Oh, nearly the had it The back burn The back churn. burn Butter churn. Oh, I like That's that. That's almost like a warm-up exercise. Yes, a vocal warm-up. Yeah. Well, the I, back I actually burn butter churn. The back burn butter churn. <laughs> Love it. I actually know someone. Yeah. Um, so I work with um, a comedian called Slim. Um, I had the pleasure of working with a few years back, mm. and actually, I saw him at the Hackney Empire, which is quite close to where we record, and he does a whole section of his stand-up show about how he broke his penis during sex. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> and it actually happened. What, that can actually, you could break your penis during sex? Yeah, it happens to you can do it the wrong position when you get no. a bit too, you know. He, you're doing that thing we had. <laughs> he loves my hand actions. <laughs> but like, no, he broke it... his penis. And, and I, the only reason I'm saying this is because he did put it in his book. So, um, um, yeah, 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 of course. But this, this, was, the, this was the best part. So I'm just visualising it right now. Yeah, I know, it, Ah, yeah. Um, I was sat. He very kindly put me and some friends in a box at the Hackney Empire, and his daughter was in the same box. And uh, her face when he started telling this story, she was like, "Oh no! Why does he always have to tell this story?" So comedy gold, though, isn't it? But not only is he talking about how he broke his penis, it's your dad talking about how he broke his penis during sex. So it's a thing. Apparently. Listen, my daughter, anytime she's like, mum, and even my brother, it's like, I do not want to be tuning in and listening to you talking about sex. So I think it's any any kind of family member. I don't really... I hope it's that and not that we've got past an age where it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's like you can hear all, all the young people talking about sex and you're like, oh, listen to them. And then you hear slightly older people and you go, oh, that's a bit cringe. Yeah. Or like, like, are, we, are we a bit cringe now? No, definitely, no, definitely not, not. Definitely not. Um, I, just before we wrap this up, because that... Just... I still want to go back to that. How do you, how is it possible to break your penis? Well, it's a m- muscle and it's got bones in it. Has he got bone? I suppose boner. Everyone. <laughs> every, every week, I think I'm not going to give our lovely team any more double chin, mouth wide open shots for them to put on social media. I'm sorry, viewers and listeners. I really am. No, never be sorry and never stop saying stuff. (laughs) Right, let's move on quickly. (laughs) Right, so what's your next story? I don't have one. one. It's your go. I'm going to talk about one then. (laughs) So, oh, let's just catch our breath for a moment. Take a moment and a sip of wine. Yeah. I feel it helps. I am actually going to have a little sip of wine, enjoy it and savour it. That's not what she said before the cameras came on. She actually said, I might might back this whole glass before we start. And I said, you'll have black teeth because 
There's been many a party at the end of the night. Me and Lisa are looking at each other going, you've got black teeth. So I'm not a massive red wine drinker, actually. Um, I, I love red wine, but I'll have like one or two. It does get me a little bit more tipsy. So I'll apologise now for the slurring that will be coming up. I just, in just, I've seen you drink minutes. more than one or two. <laughs> right, okay, so our next story. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. So last week, if you remember, we spoke about the whole TikTok trend about the orange. Oh, the orange. The yeah, orange so the, the acts of, of love, so to speak. And by the way, I'm getting better on TikTok. Oh, you are? Yeah, I've been doing some posts. So anyone that's um, listening right now, you can follow me on TikTok. It's Lisa Nash Splash. Um, and I outlandish. Think I'm, I think I'm it's Mel Cameron and we're outlandish live. Yes, and we're outlandish live. But... Um, yeah, so you yeah, are getting better. So have you got any tips, actually, to make them better? But I, you know, I'm willing to learn. But going back to our story, so last week we spoke about the orange. And if your partner, you know, I think that the, the girl was talking about that she had just had her nails done yeah. and she wanted to peel the orange. So she asked her partner, would he do it for her? And that kind of... It's how she was measuring whether you were a good partner yeah. or not. So there's a similar one that's been trending on TikTok now. And do you know what? I'm going to say it from the start. I think it's a little bit pathetic. I mean, they've got 150 million views. I'm going to be basically doing the same kind of thing next week. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. uh, you call it pathetic, but how I many know. views have we but got? what I'm saying is, it's <laughs> like... <laughs> Tell us what, 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 what is so, the TikTok? So the whole thing was, they're in the kitchen. So a bit similar to the orange one. So there's a couple that are there. And then the girl just gets... Um, a tube of like tomato ketchup and then just squirts it everywhere and then says to him, clean it up. What? I mean, there's got to be some kind of tonality with it, really. Clean it up. But apparently he does it. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> I what would Ashley say? <laughs> Ashley's always got to come into this. <laughs> Poor old dad. I'm really sorry, Ash. You never signed up for this, but you did sign up with me. <laughs> um, he would look at me and just go, Clean it up yourself. Like, See, furthermore, why are you pouring ketchup over our kitchen counters? And thirdly, don't waste it. I going to say it's a waste. But the other thing is, I think if I saw ketchup all over the side, I would naturally clean it up. But then if I thought my partner had actually squeezed it on purpose for me oh, to clean it up. you are testing me. Yeah, that is kind of like... It, it, that's like a, I, I would leave it there for weeks. My house is clean normally, but I uh, oh, see now that's my pro this is but my this problem. is the thing you just do it. I, just, this is it, and and I've done this with Ashley before when we've argued over washing up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm just going to leave the washing up, mm. and he will do it. And I will go and sit in another room, and in my head I'm going, I'm still sitting there. There's, there's dirty. I've plates done that, in the sink and it just it winds you up, and then you can't get on with anything else. No, because it's just, just there. Yeah, just they're, they're just they're in the sink, and I've. Washed. We should be revealing all of this, by the way. Yeah, but just I, he'll go and he'll take the plate and he'll put it next to the sink. It's there. It's yeah. right there. I've actually got a dishwasher, and I never ever use it. I'm the dishwasher in my house. Yeah, me. oh, are you? <laughs> Mel's the dishwasher. I, I, I think that if... I just think that's a really childish and... It's just and nasty. Also like, it's, yeah, it's nasty. And why are you doing that on social media to try and prove and validate your love and all of that? No. It's humiliating, it is. I mean, listen, it's a genuine I think that thing, looks... I think, I think that I'm, makes you look like a spoilt brat. But also, I think when I was reading it... There was a case of the lady, the girl, the woman that actually did it was a, um, a content creator. Right. So it's just, you know, it's a bit of humour. So if that's the case, then so be it. Oh, I but it, I suppose it, it makes people think, actually, would you do that? But based on your relationship on it, 
It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I yeah. actually just think that that's a hard, that's a ridiculous thing to do. And if somebody did that to me, I think you just. But we're going back to like the, the food condiments. Is that like your, you know, the fortune of your love? You can show each other. <laughs> Say you love her with, with mustard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pulse of daddy's sauce. <laughs> what happened oh, the to cream? Diamonds are a Mel's best friend. Yeah. No, no, it's mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> Say it with condiments now. No. We're talking of condiments. Yes. Isn't that... We've got, I've got another one. This... I was trying to do a really swanky link then and you were like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, this is really exciting actually. Okay, go on. Um, it's, do you know what the other thing was... Um, I watched in the week uh, a good friend of both of ours, Ryland. Obviously, as you all know, he presents on on this morning, and they was doing it. This is not the story that we're going to be talking about, but they do Deliveroo with. Um, it's like an. I think they teamed up. That's it. Um, Deliveroo teamed up with Ann Summers. So while they was live on air, Wait. they called up. They got the producers to call up, and they ordered all these things. Wait, you hold on. Rewind selector. You can. Order and summers via delivery. So basically, so if, if you got, need if you, if something you've got in someone a over, you know, or if you're just feeling like you know a married couple, whatever, feeling a bit kinky, or that if night, you're on your own and you're a little bit yeah, bored, whatever you know spices up your life you can literally and they timed it. They called up delivery and they ordered. I'm not going to say what they ordered because I can't remember actually. <laughs> But there's a few gels in there, I think. and um, But it was there in 15 minutes. I think that was the time scale. Well, you know, that actually makes sense because I did see Ryland's Instagram the other day and you'll all know his mum, Linda, is oh, mummy Linda, we'll call her. She's absolutely brilliant. And she went to take a delivery at the door and it was an Ann Summers bag and he was like, don't open that. Oh, really? And, okay. Yeah, and Lynn was going, oh, there's some... Oh, no. Oh, well, he got then inspired she, then after yeah, the show. And then she... <laughs> she opened one and she said, oh, I love that. these are wipes. Oh, and that was what they were talking about, the wipes. And they the were wipes. like intimate wipes. And she said, maybe you can use them. And he said, for what? And she said, well, you know, for, for your bum. And he said, I don't think that's what they're for. And she went, hold on a minute. He went, don't read it. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, they. I think Rochelle was quite um, curious about what the, what the wipes were. And I think they ordered the wipes, but they never got them. So that was, yeah. But anyway, moving on, <laughs> what we're going to be talking about today is there's um, a sex brand out there called Lalo. And I'm going to read this, actually. So it's launching the UK's first food play delivery service. So to help the kinkiest amongst us all, spicing up their, um, their love lives. So basically... And actually, they're doing um, a Valentine's special. Okay. So you can go onto the website. It's called Lalo. And if you click on it now, so click and lick. And basically, I'm, you enter a competition. Wait a minute. Did you I just know. make that up? <laughs> click and lick. <laughs> did you just make that up on no. the spot? No. <laughs> Why'd you have to question it, Mel? Yeah, it did. <laughs> but, um, but you can actually... Oh, that was way too quick. <laughs> You you can um, you can click on the link click. and you can sign up. Yes, lick and lick, um, and you can sign up, put your details in, and then you'll get a hamper on Valentine's Day. And this hamper, um, did I make a note of it? It's got loads of stuff in there. You'll get um, there's a thing actually called. Now let me tell you what's in the hamper first. Got, <laughs> You're excited about this, aren't like, you? <laughs> oh, which bit should I do first? All right, Lise. <laughs> I've already signed Kermit, up. Kermit, Kermit. I've actually already signed up. <laughs> Have Obviously, you, I haven't. Well, for research purposes. Well, obviously. <laughs> and they deliver to everyone in London, in Manchester, and, and um, I think in Edinburgh. But what's in, the, anyone what's that's in the kit? I want right, to know. So, 
you get there's whipped cream, there's cherries, um, there's a few other little kind of food bits, but you also get massage candle, you get some condoms. A massage candle? What's a massage candle? I don't candle? know. <laughs> oh, yeah, massage. I don't know. I don't know. What's, what's no, I'm sure that's... Always a massage candle for your body, no? <laughs> if you Google it while, while we're on air, please. No, can I just... <laughs> I'm sure it's I'm a mass- sure there's a comma in between those two words. <laughs> massage. You can't get candle. a massage. So it must be it must be like a candle that's actually a massage. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I'm just actually questioning myself now. <laughs> I think you've read it wrong. <laughs> Listen, that is a possibility. Anyone that listens a- to this show knows that I get a few little things wrong. But you do get a blindfold as well. <laughs> I think I had the blindfold on when I was, you know, doing the research. <laughs> Anyway, a they've got. Candle. You know what? What if there is a massage candle? I'm gonna like such yeah, a wallet. Yeah, stand corrected. <laughs> I'm thinking it is something. Yeah, <laughs> I think you no, should stop. Just, just quit while yeah. you're ahead. So basically, there's this thing called sploshing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <coughs> sorry, my chest still. This hundred day cough. Yes, yeah, so there's this thing called sploshing. So does anyone know what sploshing is? <laughs> Am I'm I getting sure some you, notes here? I'm sure also, you're going like, to tell us. So I'm going to tell you about sploshing. So it's basically, um, it's just food play. So, and it's making it, make it more acceptable and more um, appealing to to the community. <laughs> so appealing. So appealing to the community. <laughs> so basically, it's just getting whipped cream and like cherries, obviously, they're quite tantalising, aren't they? Like, you know, you've got all these senses in your lips, haven't you? So like cherries and you can... Swap. She's doing the hands again. I yeah. love it. <laughs> love but, uh, it. But yeah, there's um, there's whipped cream. People like um, the hot sauce. But I will say, disclaimer here: can't put anything too hot on your body because sugar <laughs> actually holds the heat and bubbles. So, <laughs> so it's still before. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll end up like those two thousand people in the survey with a sexual injury. Yeah, I know, and like, third degree burns. So yeah, <laughs> let, let, let it cool down. <laughs> like, where there's blame, there's a claim. You mean? Yeah. So please say to the court what happened well yeah. there was some hot sauce and i'd put it in the microwave oh my God. I've, yeah, I, I, I couldn't even speak yeah so basically it's valentine's day so get on the website everybody no actually don't because i want to win <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if everyone gets a little gift or um no i think you I know think what because these... it's a big box <laughs> I, th- I think they did actually say yeah like yeah, no. I think I think it's just one person. That, Again, I, I, I like that was a moment where you actually thought about something before you said it. I know. I was like, <laughs> but there is another thing also. Go on. So we're talking about all this, you know, this food play, and it's like role play. But there's also a thing. I'm not sure what this is called, but I'm just going to make it up. <laughs> I'm not going to make it up. I'm just going to explain it. it. Might be easier. <laughs> but people apparently, mind. apparently, people love it. So it's buying a cake. <laughs> and then sitting <laughs> apparently apparently the sensation when you sit on it is cold and um oh my god we're back I'm crying again yeah so it's also been described wait, 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 it's like a described as like a sub fetish thing so, <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think it's the white boots they do something to. <laughs> wait a minute. So like I, you go. <laughs> oh. 
people like sitting on cakes. <laughs> what? You know, like you throw it in someone's face normally. <laughs> but yeah, there's this thing, you know, buy a cake and they sit on it. Well, do, do they have sex on the cake or just I, sit on I the cake? I didn't get that far. <laughs> well, I think it's just like, yeah, especially if it's been in the fridge, it's just a bit cold. <laughs> so you've gone from hot sauce to cold cake. <laughs> So oh. do, let us know if you're a hot sauce or a cold cake kind of person. So yeah, so basically it's soaring throughout the UK, this food fetish thing. Oh, my mascara's running. So guys, if you've got any food fetishes or you'd like to share some stories with us, please do. And you know where to, to find us, outlandish.live or on, on our Instagrams. It's It's Lisa Nash and it's It's Mel Cameron. Please feel free to send Lisa any pictures of you sitting oh on God, cakes. Can you imagine just the inbox is full of like people sitting on cakes. Apparently it's really good for people to watch as well. <laughs> Cake porn? Cake porn. Oh my God. <laughs> Click and lick. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. We've got our wonderful guest that's coming in. Okay, guys. So this week's guest is the very lovely Gigi Engel. Thank you, Gigi, so much for joining us. Um, Gigi, you're a sex educator and writer, and you featured in loads of really well-known publications, including, you know, Cosmopolitan, Men's Health. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and, and what a sex educator is. Sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm actually a sex and relationship psychotherapist, but um, I'm also a certified sex educator. So a sex therapist uh, does traditional psychotherapy with an emphasis on sexual concerns and sexuality. So that's kind of like day to day is what I do with patients. Uh, my sex education work is mostly with um, gender, sexuality and relationship diversity. So that's everything from polyamorous folks to kink and um, various forms of open relationship dynamics, as well as working with the LGBTQ community. So that's a lot of fun. And then I write about sexuality in various, about various topics, pretty much anything that's interesting me, the stranger, the better for all these uh, different publications. It's a, wear a lot of hats. So it's never a dull moment. Oh, amazing. I mean, talking about, talking to people about sex and stuff, do you think it's a bit more um, open these days? Are people, do they, are they more forthcoming with what they want to, to discuss? Yeah, I mean, I think that when people come to sex therapy, they're pretty aware of what they're coming to discuss. Mm. Uh, there is, there can be some apprehensiveness that comes with talking about sex. That's actually one of the first things that we talk about when they come into the room is I acknowledge the fact that we're not really a society that's been taught how to talk about sex. We don't have a lot of sexual communication. That's not something we're taught. So coming in and just like being expected to just openly talk about your sexual wellness issues is a difficult challenge for anybody. So yeah, I would say that people are generally more open to talk about sex sort of in a general sense but we're still quite squeamish about it and people still get quite like kind of like giggly and they're like oh you teach about sex oh like i saw in the, in the classroom i was gonna say is it people that come on their own like singles or is it mostly partnerships i mostly see singles but i okay. also see couples as well yeah i I just this whole area fascinates me Gigi like you must have the most incredible conversations on a daily basis um 
do you think that it's just because as a society it, it's still a bit of a subject that we all shy away from when actually it's just such a normal part of everyday life why is it that we get so like you said squeamish and giggly when we're talking about something that is so natural that everybody does I mean, we live in a society that is very steeped in puritanical roots. So sex is something that's viewed as shameful. It still has a lot of uh, religious shame that's coded Mm. into it. And it's not considered something that's proper socially, even though sex is very much a normal part of the human experience. And it deserves to be talked about like every other part of the human experience because we as a society have decided it's something shameful and taboo. That's really what causes us to feel uncomfortable about it. It's not that sex is like inherently shameful, but it's because we've decided sex is shameful. And the thing that I wanted to ask you, actually, because confidence is such a big thing within a relationship, isn't it? Yeah. And I think how a man or a woman makes the other one feel. um, What are the tips that you speak to people about, um, like, suggesting to their partner about what they want, how, you know, they're satisfied or how they feel comfortable in the bedroom or in the kitchen or wherever? (laughs) I mean, that's a big question. And uh, it takes a lot of, it would take a lot of sessions to really parse and parcel out how people are going to communicate with each other. But I think like something that can be really useful is like starting to build your own masturbation routine and getting more comfortable with that. And then talking to your partner about the ways that you bring yourself to orgasm. Um, And that can be a really great way to bridge a gap between partners who maybe aren't getting the sexual satisfaction they would like from a partner. We have this a very, very pervasive idea. Oh, my ring light's falling. Mm. We caught it. It's like a halo slipping there for a moment, (laughs) Gigi. (laughs) Sorry, give me a sec. It's all this sex talk. I do not know what's just happened. Okay. You're still lit beautifully. You're still lit beautifully. Okay, I was like, I don't know what to do about that. What? Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, this very pervasive idea that like masturbation doesn't have its place in a partnered relationship or that it's like less important than partnered sex. And like if you're masturbating in a relationship, there must be something wrong with your relationship. Mm. But actually a strong sexual relationship with yourself is like completely separate from your relationship with your partner. And it should be something that's honored and explored. And it can actually really help to foster a connected person are connected sexual experiences. And so I do think that there there should be a space for masturbation and that as a topic with a partner can make you feel more comfortable and make you feel more seen because there is a very strange, a very strange phenomenon where like partners feel they are able to are entitled to police their partner's porn or masturbation habits. And actually your partner's relationship with pornography or masturbation is not your, is not your property and it's not, really any of your business unless it's negatively affecting your relationship because they're neglecting your sex life. So I think dispelling a lot of shame around that can help to dispel shame around sexuality, which makes us feel more comfortable and confident in having those conversations. Do you know what's wild is that everything you've just said there is, it's just things that we accept as that's just the way it is. Like, Mm. you know, because society has told us that you should be able to police that or that's not right or it's all just conforming to an idea, right? And and we had this conversation the other week, how uncomfortable people feel about talking to their partners about mm. be, about sex and what they like. How how does that relate to when they're coming and speaking to to you um, as someone that they don't know that intimately? Is it easier, or is that is that you know more tricky? 
Uh, I think for the most part, it's easier because they know that I won't judge them. There's not that same intimate level of relationship where I'm going to, there's no possibility of me shaming them. And we don't have, there's not this vulnerability that's inherent that we have with intimate partners. They know that I'm a sexual wellness professional and a sex therapist. And so like, this is something I see every day. So I do think that people often come to sex therapy because they can't talk to their partners Mm. and they feel more comfortable speaking to a professional who isn't going to judge them or think anything negative about them. I think you're right. It's judgment, isn't it? it, And and we live in such a judgmental society where everything's, uh, you know, you can comment on anybody's lives and, and well, the ultimate kind of feeling is being at peace with yourself and being satisfied, so to speak. So, you know, to be, I think a lot of people grow up, um, hiding these feelings yeah. and being suppressed and not kind of really exploring them. Um, so we want to ask you, actually, what are your five tips on spicing things up um, in a long-term relationship? Could you give sure. us five tips? Yeah. Um, first of all... Uh, I'm not novelty. using my relationship, Gigi, so I'm just going to listen in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, always happy to give long-term relationships any spicy tips they need because Lord knows everyone needs them. Because, like, the truth is that, like, sex and long-term relationships, it does naturally need to be constantly cultivated and reworked because, basically, like, you can be having really good sex but with your partner, but it's sort of the same as going to your favorite restaurants every night. It's mm. like you can go and you have your favorite meal, Dale, but if you go there every single night and have the exact same thing, you're going to get bored. Yeah, and it's the same so thing with sexuality. So... The first tip I would give is is to explore novelty because novelty is a really powerful aphrodisiac for couples. And that's trying new things, anything from role play to trying a little kink, trying a new sex position, having sex in a different place, even somewhere different in the house. It doesn't have to be like vacation mm-hmm. or something or investing in sex toys. Sex toys are a great way to spice up relationships. Basically, just sort of reinvigorating your sex life with something new that feels exciting. And that can really help make things more can make you want to have more sex because you're like this giving it that new relationship energy once again right so i was gonna say go on then sorry i thought you'd finish i was gonna say what are the five there then no no wait wait gigi's got a whole bug i know she's got (laughs) a few up her sleeve that's one tip oh that's just Um, one okay there we go Uh, my second tip would be to try making a yes no maybe list which Mm -hmm. is a part of this novelty exploration so it's sort of it's a second tip but it's part of that and a yes, no, maybe list is a list of all of these, every single sex thing that you could possibly think of. Everything as simple as kissing to literally like foot fetish. Like it's all, it's all on this list. And you basically just go through it separately and you would put down like, yes, no, maybe like, yes, as in I'm definitely down to try this. No, as in like, that's not going to happen. Or maybe like I could be open to it. And then you and your partner can come together and look at your list and kind of see where there's overlap. And that can give you some ideas okay. and a jumping off point to have conversations about trying new things. Because I think like when it comes to novelty, I can easily just be like, oh, try new things. And people are like, I don't know. And I don't know if my partner is going to be like, hell no, I'm not doing that. So I think that can be a good way. That's to a great that idea, actually. It's a good conversation. So, so, so where starter. can people get these forms? Can they download oh, them? Just, uh, <laughs> so I would recommend if you're looking for a yes, no, maybe list, Sex with Emily. She's a another podcaster. She has a really good one on her website that I often recommend for people. So highly recommend checking that out. Excellent. Um. I'll probably make my own at some point, but I haven't gotten around to that yet. Well, we'll wait for that, Gigi. When you do, <laughs> just send it to us and uh, we'll we'll make sure that it's available for all of our viewers. Um, okay. What's your um, next tip? Think, 
Uh, the third thing I would say is building your sexual currency. So basically sexual currency is the uh, energy that we create with an intimate partner that isn't inherently sexual, but it is erotic and it is intimate. So this is investing in things like non-sexual touch. A lot of times uh, couples, when they have a libido difference, one cup, they will, they will literally shut down any kind of intimate touching, like even kissing and hugging, because they believe that it's going to lead to, they have, they're going to be pressured to have sex. Yeah. And so they'd rather just shut it down immediately than it be pressured to have sex. But if we take sex off the table, and instead invest in building an erotic connection with each other without sex being the object, people can engage more in this non-sexual touch, which ironically can lead both partners to want to have more sex because they actually feel safer and more connected with each I other. I was just thinking that because I think there are a lot of couples, I, I, I would imagine that are out there, that, you know, the thought of you don't want to kind of get into that intimacy, having a kiss or a cuddle because you think it might lead on to sex, especially if you're tired in the evening, for example. But just knowing that you've got that currency, yeah, but, like she's but, saying. But sometimes it can be simple as someone just stroking your hair and that makes you feel a certain way. And like you said, Gigi, that could that can lead to somewhere that you, you weren't even thinking about it. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the overthinking that's the issue, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's the pressure. When we yeah. have pressure, mm. that's like, it's a big problem. Um, okay, so fourth tip. Um, I think that we need to stop putting this emphasis on penetrative sex being the only kind of real sex and actually like removing that from the table for a while if you're really trying to spice things up and instead in, I say investing at first in mutual masturbation and that's where the two of you are either like side by side or facing each other, whatever, and you're masturbating but you're together. And I think that this can help to refigure the way that we think about sexuality because a lot of what keeps us from having sex especially with kids we have long hours at work and stuff mm. it's like sometimes sex is just like a lot of work it's like tiring <laughs> there's like a lot involved in that if you're yeah. going going full-on sex so sometimes if we can add different things in mutual masturbation trying sex toys just having oral sex hand sex whatever it is that can really take the pressure off of needing to have it be this very exerting activity mm. and then you're going to be more open to having it because you know it's not going to be this exhausting thing and then it's not this huge sort of thing that you have to surmount and then it's, yeah. you want to do it more if it's not going to be as much work yep as not sexy as that sounds it's just true that makes absolute sense actually it, does, do, yeah. it really does because mm. again it's that forward thinking thing right we're all thinking about oh yeah but it's going to mean this and it's going to mean that. And and no one particularly wants to put in a bad performance. So you're thinking no. about, you know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that great tip. And, and what would be your final? Yeah, the final tip. Uh, the final tip would be to engage in erotic material together. So this can be a really, like, I think porn is such a hot and tender topic with couples because some people will feel very threatened by it or feel very uncomfortable around it. But this actually like feeling uncomfortable around pornography, assuming the person isn't using it so compulsively that they're like neglecting their relationship mm. and their job and everything. Cause most people think that someone is a porn addict if they're just watching porn and like, well, there's no such thing as porn addiction, but we'll get into that on a different day. <laughs> but, like porn can actually be a really fun tool for couples to like engage with erotic material together. As long as we're seeing it within this context of this is entertainment. This is not a replacement for our relationship. Mm. I think it can actually be really fun for like partners to each bring up something they really like. It doesn't have to be like a clip from a free tube site. It could be like an erotic story or something from Dipsy who did like all erotic. Uh, they're an erotic story app. 
and you can bring that together and share it with each other. And that can really create a lot of like fun erotic energy because most partners do really want their partners to feel erotically and energetically turned on. And that can be a huge turn on for them. So to be brought the material that they like can cause spark, which can be a really fun coupled activities to do together. Oh, thank you. Love those. Gigi, I, could, so, I yeah. could listen to you talk for hours. But before we let you go, earlier in the podcast, we were talking about, I don't think Mel really believes me. I didn't believe yeah, it. About the cake sitting. And then mm-hmm. briefly, we, we mentioned it. And it's not a new thing. It's, uh, you know, it's been around for, for some time. Can you explain to us? Because I'm sure you could explain it a lot better than I did. Yeah, I we, d- we giggled a lot yeah. uh, because Lisa just... Didn't. I just said, sat on it, a cold cake and, you know, it stimulates you. But I'm sure you've yeah, got, you've I mean, got a more that, eloquent okay, way of so putting the, it. The, the point of cake sitting is not that the person who is sitting on the cake is like orgasming from sitting on the mm. cake. Uh, It's part of splashing fetish, which is when you are attracted to or turned on by jelly-like or food-like substances. So really what's going on with cake sitting is it's really a a visual experience for a person who enjoys watching another person sit sit on a cake, usually a beautiful woman in some kind of sexy lingerie or G string. And the idea is that like, that there's a lot of stuff that's happening at play. Like, you know, that's a really visual experience. It's also about like the texture of the cake, the feeling of the cake that you're like imagining seeing that. And it's about also there's a whole thing about destroying something beautiful that could be quite a turn on for people. Well, didn't they do that in, that in that film? Is it nine and a half weeks with, um, I'm sure they use food in that. What was <laughs> is Yeah, nine and a half weeks. Yeah, it's nine and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's when the yes, first time like, obviously I was young. Fetish. Yeah. People are really into the messiness and the the textures and the smells and the tastes of food and sort of jelly like substances and food substances and that's sort of the appeal. So I bet of it's it. a big hit on, on OnlyFans then. Is it a big hit yeah, on Yeah, there's a yeah. ton on OnlyFans. It's a it's really it can be erotic performance art I, well. yeah because i i've i've seen this when i've um because we've all looked into the foot fetish stuff on only fans because we're all like there's some really good money that's made out of that for, have you been looking into creators it? <laughs> Got quite nice feet um, i wrote a whole article about how it's not as easy as it looks I, you, well that's another thing that i looked into that gg and it's not as easy and actually you have to be really creative and that's something that i saw was a lot it's a lot to do with feet and textures and and mm-hmm. in certain things so you have to be really quite creative with it well i suppose if you imagine you've got a cake and like you're just you know like a bulldozer just sitting on it i don't think that's going to stimulate or be erotic for some people is it so i think there's definitely well know. i think you just ruined that completely yeah, yeah, you everyone. just ruined that for everyone <laughs> Gigi, thank well, you we'll so much light. for taking the time to to come on with us today um absolutely i i feel like there's so much we could talk to you about so i think there's a whole nother podcast in this so hopefully we can tempt you to come back and and, and get and you into the studio yeah um oh yeah anytime happy to Gigi, if people want to follow you um where can they find you Sure. You can find me on my website at MissGGAngle.com. That's where you'll find the link to my newsletter, The G-Spot. And I'm on socials at GGAngle, specifically Instagram and Twitter. Well, X, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's called X now. Well, it's wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. I look forward to you actually coming into the studio. Thanks, Gigi. Sure. See you. Bye.
Well, that was amazing. I could. She was so interesting. I could have sat and spoke to Gigi for hours. So I feel like we might have to get her back if. if well, it's she's so successful. She's got so many great tips and the way that she speaks and the knowledge. And I, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are very shy and they don't really know what to what where to, to do go or, or, or how to you know to move on sexually so it's great she was yeah, fantastic she was amazing well so, I've, I've learned a whole yeah. load of things today so I've learned about well, we're six episodes in I'm no we're not we're seven this oh, is seven yeah we're six in but this is our seventh but, but I've learned about slosh sloshing sploshing I said sloshing that's yeah, me click and lick click click and sploshing Cake. We've got another word that we're going to be bringing up in this love line. I'm yeah, we have, that we in, have, in we have. Um, so, cake sitting, sploshing. Yeah, I don't think we didn't actually ask because when I was looking it up, I don't think there was an actual particular word for it. I think it's just called cake sitting. Are you going to do oh. it when you get home? <laughs> Ash, happy birthday. <laughs> be like, why have you ruined a cake? Yeah, that's what I would be like. Get um, off the cake. Yeah, get off the cake. I want to eat it. Um, don't forget, guys, um, do give us a like, a follow, and a review. Five stars and above, please. Um, and also, when you go onto Spotify or Apple, you've got to follow us. Yes. Not just play. Make sure you do follow us, please. Please do. Thank you. So, it's time for our love line, and we have got... A corker. A corker this week. So, this week's love line is, Hi, girls. I've been with my boyfriend for a few months now. Things are going really well, and I could really see us settling down and having kids further down the line. Oh, that's nice. Mm. However, here we go. <laughs> Last week, he brought up the idea of having kinkier sex. More specifically, he wants us to try BDSM. This is the word that I'm going to explain in a bit. <laughs> I'm so getting excited like Bunny tonight, I know. It's because you had a few goes at trying to figure out what how it, what to it say. <laughs> how well, to I did say actually it. Google it a few times. And then one of our engineers, he actually knew. We got he a different like, engineer in today. Yeah, he was like, did goes, you yeah, not know? Well, I'm young. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so let's she's He, she or they said, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most adventurous person in the bedroom. Mm. But I've never had any complaints. I've never tried BDSM, and to be honest, I don't really see the appeal of restraints and power play. When he mentioned it, I just kind of laughed it off and changed the subject. I thought we had a pretty good sex life, and I didn't think he was into anything kinky. If he wants to try BDSM, does that mean that he's not happy with what we usually do in the bedroom? I'm in two minds because on the one hand, I want to make him happy, but on the other hand, I'm just not really into that kind of thing. Do I just bite the bullet? And try it out or brush it under the carpet. I don't want to risk losing him because we don't have the same taste in the bedroom. So, before we go any further, Lisa, what did your research tell you? Well, do you know what I was going to say before that was going back to what Gigi said um, for this person would be really good for this list. Yes. You know, to, yes, to no, write maybe. it down and then, and then it's not that uncomfortable. Clearly, this person wants to spice things up. Doesn't mean that they're not happy with what... It's happening at the moment, but you know, sometimes if you've been together for for a period of but, time, but for those people that don't know what BDSM, means, oh, you're dying for me to explain oh, this. I'm <laughs> so dying for you to explain it's it only because I can't say the word properly. <laughs> go on. Go well, on. so the B stands uh, for bondage. Yeah, um, and uh, I can't read my writing for the day. 
Put your glasses on, girl. So the D's the dominance, and then obviously you got the submission, and then also the submission could be there. I said sadism, sadism, no. sadism, but it's actually sadism. She was on the floor howling, she and I, I can't pronounce this. Masochism, is it? Masochism. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa said, oh, yeah, so it's um, that sado masochism. <laughs> Clearly, I've never Just done say it. Say it one actually, more time. Do you know what? Say it one more time. Just so you can laugh and giggle. Sado I can't think about it. Sadism. Sadism. Macosism. <laughs> even that guy's laughing. Okay, enough of that. But I don't even know what it means. I don't even know what it means. Sadomasochism. What does it mean? <laughs> I should have Googled this really, shouldn't I? Anyway, it's not about me. It's the love line. Let's move on. I'll Google it after. So I, I agree with what you said. So... Just because somebody wants to try a little kink, it doesn't mean that they're not happy with what... Oh, by the way, I'm kinky. I'm just... (laughs) Me trying to... (laughs) Back foot. Put the wine down, Lee. I'm just don't play you do realise like, you do realise that our amazing team behind Outlandish are going to use that. By the way, I'm kinky. Yeah, that's going to be a tagline. Great <laughs> every week. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, go um, on. You. <laughs> I just think because somebody wants to try something doesn't mean that they're not happy with what is going on. And although the person says I'm not into that, I guess you don't know until you've tried. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? You know, try it and. I, was I never knew I'm just playing yeah why not I think what Gigi said again having those lists and then ticking and saying you, you can have those columns couldn't you so I like, like that yes no maybe yeah or yeah, that's what I'm saying yeah so maybe and then you're thinking like you know, if you're both up for doing it depends on your relationship and if it's you know you're comfortable and you feel safe and I know you could that, try out. that person was talking about like restraints and, and, and you know you don't have to start out there you could end you up could, there. <laughs> you could try with a little. Where, where, where's her bell? Locked <laughs> Anyway, I hope that's helped. <laughs> we are so helpful every week. <laughs> but I love doing this, and I hope that um, that you guys have a bit of a giggle with us as oh, well. We, I, I hope think... we do offer some some advice. Some, some there she goes. Look, she's two glasses of wine in. The slur is back, baby. The support. The support is what I was going to say. But um, but we always get our wonderful guests on. Yeah. To and give I, the experts advice. And, and I think what, what we really try to do is just take all of the taboo away from it. It's, mm. it's just a conversation. That's it. It's just a part of life. So let's not make it something that's really, don't talk about that. We shouldn't talk about this. Let's just have a conversation. We're going to be talking about all the way home. <laughs> I don't know. You just said you wanted more wine and pizza. So we could be here for some time. Thank Uh, you guys. Don't forget, like, subscribe, share, give us a review. um, And don't give us a follow, remember. Give us a follow and and do send in any of your dilemmas to us. We will keep them all. And also your comments. We love your comments. Well, only in the nice ones. We don't like the not nice ones. Well, we always get nice ones, actually. So thank you guys. And see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. 